What's up, everybody? It's the Welcome to the Show podcast. CT, see me, What's up? We're back. We are back. It's been a while, man. Yeah. I don't really know how long of a while, but it's been a while. It's been a while. CT spent some time in the motherland. Uh, we recorded, true, true. came back, put them to work right away, recorded two podcasts. We did a an episode of the replay on Point Break. That should be coming out soon. We joined the guys of the Hotheads podcast for their episode, which is out now. Uh, then I kept them up late, drinking beers. Not that late. I left pretty early. I stayed up yeah. late. Well, I mean, technically, like, I had to pee after you left and a couple more times after that from, from all the beer that I drank. So, truth. Indirectly, indirectly kept me up late. My bad, man. Sorry about that. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, baby, baby. We all, we, we all got to pee in life. These are facts. Um, so, this week are the baseball winter meetings in San Diego. A lot of shit going on. And today, if you're listening to this, we record this on Monday. So, today, the... Washington Nationals uh, finalized a contract with Steven Strasburg worth seven years, $245 million. What are your reactions, CT? Uh, First of all, crazy offseason so far compared to last year. Last year's winter meetings, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And nothing really happened until a couple weeks leading up to spring training. So... Uh, shout out to MLB for orchestrating all this, you know, <laughs> all, all this news and, uh, you know, events. Orchest- um, orchestrating. Nice. Orchestrating. Orchestrating. Yes. I did not misuse the word there for anyone thinking that, you know, I did that on, on, by accident. Um, I'm surprised that I was not expecting Strasburg to get this type of deal, especially since this was the quote unquote record breaking deal that the Yankees were you know, we thought that the Yankees were going to offer Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked. You, I was I was shocked when I when I heard this. So I, I, first off, to that point, I don't think it's any coincidence that he got a seven year, two hundred and forty five million dollar deal. That was the report that came out of this weekend that the Yankees were going hard on Cole. He's they're going to give him whatever he wants. I'm not sure if I believe that yet, but we'll get we'll get into that in a little while. But um. I agree. I, I'm pretty surprised that he got that kind of deal, considering that he's had Tommy John surgery in the past. Um, we've actually talked about Steven Strasburg before, and in our, at least in my mind, I always thought he was overrated, but I think he completely changed my mind this season. He was, for sure, the go-to guy. Um, he almost single-handedly won it for the Nats, aside from a you know a couple of Howie Kendrick home runs. Um, he, I mean, fuck it, man. He deserves it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I thought he was overrated. It's just the injuries always kind of held him back. But, I mean, this deal right now, he's signed till he's 41, if I'm reading this correctly. Damn. It's pretty, it's a pretty hefty deal right there. Yeah, the Nats operate like uh, they operate like an old-school franchise because they, they're definitely paying him for what he's done not for what he's going to do, which is what kind of where baseball's trending right now. Like, you could see the Yankees or any team giving Garrett Cole that kind of deal because he's 29 years old. At the end of seven years, he'll be 36 years old, the same age as somebody like Max Scherzer, who's still pretty much at the top of his game. That's not too out of, out of control, but for a guy like Steven Strasburg with an injury history, um, he doesn't 
pitch complete seasons very often. I think this year was the mo most innings he's pitched. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. He tossed like 209 innings. Um, it's pretty surprising, but I'm, I'm not mad at him, man. These are billionaires paying these millionaires, so they're going to be all right. Yeah. And I just want to quickly fact check myself. Not 41, but 38. Okay. It's pretty surprising. So, and pretty, 80 pretty old base, pretty old baseball pitcher. Yeah, at that age. He, it's, it, so the deal includes a full no trade clause. Uh, Eighty million dollars of it are deferred, so it'll be paid out throughout a certain amount. Could this be the Bobby Bonilla deal? We'll never know. Could it be the Chris hmm. Davis deal? We'll never know. Um, good for good for them though. And and the the best part about this is is that they still have money to go out and get more guys. So. Here's a question I have for you. Do you think that they go balls to the wall and bring back Rendon too? Yes. Damn. Because he's going to get 30 <laughs> plus two, man. Yeah, you know what? I just said yeah just to say it, but I really don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> it just seems like it just seems like it just seems like since the Dodgers are still in play for Rendon mm -hmm. and like you said, the Braves are looking to fill that third baseman role. Probably not. They probably can't outbid anyone. That would have to be like Rendon doing them. Not a favor because he's still going to get the 30 mil, but he could probably get more from somewhere else. Yeah. So him going back to the Nats would have to be more of a like, yeah, like I want to be here. I want to play for the Nats. But I don't think they're going to offer him the best contract. And they have know? they have a lot of players that make decent money. I mean, uh, Patrick Corbin got that six year. I'm not sure what his deal is like, but it's 20 plus for sure. Max Scherzer, I think, gets like 35 million this year. Um. They have well, no, that's it. They they uh, Bryce Harper is gone. Everybody else is pretty young. They brought back Howie Kendrick. I can't remember what the 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 terms of that deal was, but they have money on the table. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna bring back Rendon. A couple of weeks back, they said that it's either Rendon or Strasburg. They can't do them both. Um, mm -hmm. That's what she said. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, man. I, I mean, I don't. To be honest with you, it's it's a little early, so we don't know what the season's gonna look like. I honestly don't think that the Nats are going to win the World Series again. Um, Damn, man. To, to be honest with you, right now, they're the third best team in the Nat in the NL East, in my opinion. Um, based on, you know, the players that they have signed and, you know. What the Phillies are looking like and the Braves are looking like. And what the Phillies are looking to add. They're saying that the Phillies are, are targeting Chris Bryant, which we'll talk about a little bit later. That'll that'll boost their roster up. They they want starting pitching too, so they might get in on Garrett Cole. You never know. So, I don't know. To me, but I said this last year too. I said that the Nats were the third best team in the, in the division and they won the World Series. So, what the fuck do I know? I know, man. We're just two guys that do a podcast. Like We don't really know what the hell's going on in, it, in the real world. You're, you're listening because, you know. You like the sound of our voices, maybe, or we're soothing, or we're yeah. soothing to the ears. We're the Midnight Marauders, <laughs> or maybe, uh, you know, may oh, good one, Midnight Marauders. Um, yeah, you didn't, you didn't think I, you didn't think I knew that. Tribe Called Quest uh, reference. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say, so <laughs> let's move on. Let, let me, you want to move on to how the Braves, uh, not the Braves, Philly, Philly signed Zach Wheeler to. A, what was it, 108, $118 million five-year deal? Cray-cray. And now reports are coming out that that's the type of deal that Bumgarner's looking for. I found that kind of alarming. All right, so what do you think about that? What are your What's your take? I think Madison Bumgarner is an underachiever for, you know, expecting that type of deal with his history. And, you know, he's 29. 
for him to be expecting Zach Wheeler money, like, do you not believe in your ability as a starting pitcher? Like, I don't know. Oh, so I feel like he can. You're saying that he should be asking for more. Yeah, yeah definitely. If, if Zach, we- if that's the type of deal that Zach Wheeler got, um, and I know, and you mentioned this earlier in in the chats that Bumgarner's fall from grace has been mostly those freakish that freakish injury that he had that one year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there's really like you can't really question if he could pitch that. Last year he had a down year, but I mean he's he's only 29. And for a know? down year, and for the, a down year was pretty good. And the Giants, yeah, and the Giants weren't a good team. Yeah. So put him on a put him on a good team. I feel like Zach Wheeler kind of got overpaid because, but then again, it's like he's a good he's a good complimentary pitcher on a team like the Phillies. But why are you paying a guy like that twenty five million a year? I don't know why. Crazy. Um, now the fact like somebody at the Phillies front office has to feel kind of dumb if if they if now they see they could have gotten Bumgarner for the same price, you know. And, and that's an example of what I was saying before: paying somebody for what you think they can do, as opposed to what they've done. Um, the, I think the Phillies are the Phillies are paying Zach Wheeler for what they believe he can do. He has the velocity, he has the breaking pitches, but he has an injury history, and he hasn't really proven himself. I mean, he came back from that injury last year and he pitched okay for the Mets, but I agree, Madison Bumgarner should be out there looking for twenty five. 27 million dollars a year and and to be honest with you he he deserves it last year he went 34 innings that in and of itself is worth 207 something. 207 innings my bad i meant 34 starts my bad my bad yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool and when he's healthy like we said freakish injuries have kept him out of off the field when he's healthy he's tossing 30 30 innings a season for one two three four five six consecutive seasons from 2011 to 2016 he pitched 31 or more starts a season that to me that's worth something he's going to give you 200 plus innings barring some freakish injury he's going to give you a 1.11 career whip which to me is really good a 3.13 era that's really good and to Mm -hmm. me he's i compare him to to be honest with you and if anything to this point in his career he's better to someone like Max Scherzer. At 29 years old, Max Scherzer wasn't as good as Madison Bumgarner's track record says he is. And yeah. Max Scherzer got a monster deal at age 29, and look at the type of pitcher he became. Can't, can't, you know, is it possible that Madison Bumgarner could, could follow the same trajectory? I think he can. I don't think he has the velocity. I don't think he has the same type of pitches. But um, I don't know. I like Bumgarner. You know, I wouldn't yeah, be mad I mean- if, if my team, the Yankees, signed him. My whole thing is like for in Philly's case, if you find out that you could have gotten Bumgarner or that Bumgarner is going to end up signing a similar type of deal, either you're, I mean, why not just spring the extra cash for a Bumgarner or why not just wait to see what the market's looking mm-hmm. like? Like they, they kind of just went out and got Zach Wheeler. And I know he turned down more money to go from the White Sox, but still, like, wouldn't you wait to sign a guy like Zach Wheeler? I mean, Ryu's still out there. Mm-hmm. All these guys are still out there, but everybody's kind of waiting for the big the big fish to to sign first, which seems like the way to go. Yeah. But then again, I mean, if Zach Wheeler turns out to be good, then it's looking like a good deal in, yeah. in that sense. But I don't know. Yeah. And um, according to Spot Rack, uh, Madison Bumgarner's market value right now is twenty one point one million dollars a year. I don't know how they come up with that, but. That's what they're predicting he's worth at this point. Um, I think yeah. I think the Wheeler deal 
brings that up a little bit. If if he gets anything less than twenty five million a year, then he he's undervaluing himself, in my opinion. And I just want to fact check myself once again. He's well thirty. He's thirty. Bumgarner. Yeah. Is he officially? He turned thirty. He turned thirty in August. Ah, okay. Well, okay. Still not bad. Take I know. a. F- he's. Go ahead. Take a five-year deal at twenty-five mil a year. Well, let me do the math. One twenty-five, right? Million mm-hmm. deal. Take it, man. And then I don't know. Fuck it. Put in a ten ten million dollar buyout, so they make you stay and pay <laughs> you that shit. Yeah, man. Don't under, don't undervalue yourself. I think I think part of it too is that I think I honestly believe that Madison Bumgarner. He had a lot of teams on his no trade. I believe uh, in his prior contract. I think that maybe he he's he doesn't want to pitch in certain places, and that's going to lessen his value too. Because I, I be, if, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm making this up. I'm not sure. I think that the Yankees were on his no tra- were part of his no trade, um, where he didn't want to go or whatever. Um, a lot of people were saying that that's a, that that was a strategy to increase his value. But I think if he doesn't want to go somewhere like the Yankees or the Phillies or big market teams like that. His value is not going to be that high. So maybe he's just thinking, I'll take my 20 mil. I'm good with that. Which, you know what? Like, yeah, you're fine. But, I'm, you know, this is a game. So take more money. Yeah. Bitch. And I think at the end of the day, he might he might have wanted to gotten, tra- gotten traded anywhere. But I think he'll he, – at the end of the day, he wants to be a major league pitcher. So maybe as a free agent, it's different. You know, like he's yeah. not going to he's, – he's, I think he still wants to get paid, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're over here – Saying that he should go for more money, twenty five million a year is still elite. Yeah. Still an elite, an elite contract <laughs> for sure. Which is why I'm surprised that Z we. I said Z Wheeler. Z Wheeler. Wheeler. It's all good. He'll take it. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he got that type of contract. Um, Me too. I don't know, man. Me it's crazy, too. crazy world, crazy world we live in. I should have been a baseball player. Damn. Professionally. Man. Seriously, man. I blame my father, man. I said this on the chat the other day. My father taught me hard work, put me to work in a bodega at like 13 years old, 12, 13 years old. You know, sometimes he'd leave, make me run the show around 15, 16 years old. And uh, I kind of wish he had just made me obsess over a game. I'm not going to lie. Would have been yeah, much my more dad, successful. My dad was pretty on top of me playing as like a kid. But once I hit like that high school age and he saw me playing video games and like wasting my life away, then <laughs> he was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> But see, that's where he should have been like, no, like get out there and practice. <laughs> oh, good times, man. Good shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like you said, bringing it back a little bit, uh, this hot stove, hot stove, MOB offseason, whatever you want to call it, has been super hot so far. Some of the moves that we've seen are Zach Wheeler, like you mentioned. The Braves uh, signed Cole Hamels for $18 million. That was kind of surprising. Right, eighteen million dollars for you know what? In hindsight, if if Madison Bumgarner is gonna get Zach Wheeler money, why wouldn't they go after Madison Bumgarner? Throw it, yeah, throw in, a, throw in it, another five mil. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. And but yeah. maybe maybe what maybe what you said about the whole no trade clause and him not wanting to go to certain places, maybe that's what it is. Maybe okay. Atlanta, for Philly, though, I mean, isn't he from Philly's Philly? case? Uh, is he? Wait, Madison Bumgarner is from. Hickory, North Carolina. Okay. It's not that far from seems, Georgia. Seems like he would be from like <laughs> old old Hickory, North Carolina. <laughs> oh my god. What are some other moves? Uh Tommy Pham was traded to San Diego to which 
Blake Snell was caught on Twitch calling the prospect that they got in return a slapdick uh, prospect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else happened here? Let's see. Addison Russell was non-tender, so he's a free agent. I don't think anybody wants him. They're saying that Adam Jones might go to Japan. Um, He had a good season last year. I I would take a flyer on him. Um, Yeah. Who else, who else left? Who else left to Japan? Uh, Gerardo Parra. Gerardo yeah, yeah, Parra. Yeah, yeah. We're just fucking random, man. Like he's a decent player. You just won a World Series. You started the Baby Shark shit. Like you have name recognition. Yeah, you could have. You could have gone to like you know. You could have gone to the Marlins. <laughs> That's true. They would have picked you up. They would have picked you up. That's true. That's true. Um, let's see what else is going on in the world of baseball before we talk about Garrett Cole. Can't wait. Um. <laughs> oh, the Hall the of Fame. World. Marvin Miller and who else was was voted in by a com- by a committee? Marvin Miller and Oh man, it's at the tip of my tongue. We're yeah. baseball fans, guys. We we should know this shit. You got this, man. I believe in mm. you. Cuz I don't know. Some other I know guy. who's not. I know who didn't get into the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Who's that? Dale Murphy. Mm. And every and the Twitter world seems to be pretty upset about that. Yeah, how dare they? I mean, I got to look up Dale Murphy's numbers, but apparently he was like a big off the field presence. Okay. Well, okay, he had a pretty he had a pretty good career. Marvin Marvin Miller was this is recognizing him for essentially uh what did he do? He <laughs> He did something. So <laughs> So I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, Dale Murphy's. Was it free agency? Cur- did he did he bring free agency to baseball? Are you serious? People get in the Hall of Fame for that. <laughs> Miller revolutionized the players' union by creating MLB's free agency, which included raising the average the average salary from nineteen thousand dollars to over two hundred and forty thousand dollars during his remarkable tenure. I mean. Sure. Why not? Like he. Sure. Yeah. Wait, wait, like wait bas- a but wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> do do pe- did people actually vote him? Like did they did they have to waste a vote for this or was it just like hey guys like oh no this is this is one of those committees like it used to be that the players people in the Hall of Fame would would once a year they could they could uh, come together and induct a few people in I don't know I don't know what the minimum is now it's broken down by committee there's like the modern era committee. You know, broken down by like a certain time frame. So he was voted in by one of the committees, not by like the baseball writers. Yeah, but even vote, even getting voted by committee, Mm -hmm. does that pick? Does that take Dale Murphy's slot or something? Like, is that like? Yeah, these guys agreed that this guy deserved more votes votes than Dale Murphy. I mean, I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw shade on this guy. You know what I mean? He might be no. That I'll throw some. (laughs) Fuck that. That's some. That's stupid. Why the hell? <laughs> Come on, fuck. That's so he did. This guy play at all? Like, did he have a career? Nah, man. All right, that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's some bullshit. Gonna, so Dale Murphy should have gotten in, man. Damn. And I think this was his last chance. Crazy, crazy. And I'm looking at his career. He he won back to back MVPs. Ninth in voting next year. Seventh after that. Twenty first and eleventh. And then he kind of just. Had an averageish type of career, but I thought I think he has some pretty good numbers. He was for very- a guy that apparent for a guy that was apparently like a big off the field influence. Mm-hmm. He was he voted in by the back MVPs, and and you know what? I'm with you because this committee could vote in players and executives or whatever in. So 
you know, I'm with you. If this is the last time, the last time he had a chance to get in, then just give it to him, man. Yeah, if they're voting in a guy that brought in free agency, I get that's a big deal. But he can eat. That guy could have just gotten like a, I don't know, like a plaque in his name, not actually get inducted. Is he still? Is that guy still alive? By the way, because I don't want to be talking crap about a guy that's buried six feet under. He's probably gone, man. I think he's dead. Pretty. Oh he's shit. Dead. He's pretty old. He was. He was. This is a black and white photo I'm looking at, and uh, he oh, looked man. old there. So. <laughs> Um, for those of you who are very passionate about the hall of fame and just heard us, you know, go off on this for several minutes, we're sorry, man. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, you know what? I'm not sorry about, about (laughs) mistaking the hall of fame's, you know, rules or whatever, because the hall of fame is bullshit sometimes, man. It is. It's just bullshit. Barry Bonds, Clemens, as long, as long as those guys are not in the hall of fame, it's bullshit. Yeah, man. For real. Word. Um, while we... Before we move on from this and the Strasburg stuff, I wanted to point out also that the Sunday night baseball schedule was released for 2020. And the World Series champion, Washington Nationals, are not in any of the games. Mm. What the fuck, ESPN? If Harper was on that team, though, they would be. Insane, man. They should at least open up the season as a Sunday night baseball game. Right? right? It's fucking insane. Like, wow. I mean, whatever. Whatever, dude. Damn. I don't really care. I'm a Yankee fan. As long as the Yankees are on there. Um, All right. <laughs> well, we were on free agency. So, Strasburg got the seven-year, $245 million deal. Now, you have guys like John Heyman, guys like Joel Sherman are on Twitter saying that they expect Cole to get nothing less than $300 million. What do you think? Damn. I, I don't know about that. That's... That's pretty crazy for. A, I think that's pretty insane for a, a a guy that's gonna play in, you know, on a on a good year, thirty games yeah. of the season. That's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see the three hundred mil. I see the, I see maybe an extra year getting tacked on. So if if we were to believe that the Yankees were really gonna offer him, you know, uh, two forty five for seven years, maybe now a two. 80 for eight years maybe i don't see a 300 mil coming unless the unless the 300 mils extending over like you know a 10-year period which i also think is pretty insane yeah i mean i could see 300 million dollars if it's a situation like bryce harper like you said like uh like it's over more years maybe 300 over 10 he gets a 30 million dollars a year he's 39 he's 39 years old when the contract is over I could see that, but I can't see a seven-year, $300 million deal. That's absurd, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's good. He's young. He has he doesn't have an injury history, but I, I wouldn't take I wouldn't I wouldn't take a, a, a chance for ten like a decade-long contract with a pitcher. Me I think you just no. don't you just don't know. So I wouldn't go near the three hundred million dollar range. But with that being said. I kind of don't think the Yankees are going to match the offer that he's going to get from another team. You think that they're they're sitting on seven at two forty five? No, they'll 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 extend it. You know, they'll they'll go a little higher. But if that was like the record breaking deal, and I know that's like the to start negotiations, but I just think that the Angels will will do the stupid deal. You know, like they'll give him the close to three hundred, maybe. <sighs> I don't, I don't know, see man. 300. 
I don't see 300, but I, I can see the Angels doing something stupid. If they do that, they're they're doomed. As good as he is, they're doomed because you're paying Pujols something like $30 million a year. You got Trout, the highest paid player in baseball history, 35-ish, somewhere around there. And you're going to give someone else 35-plus that you're tying up almost $100 million on three players. You're giving mm-hmm. yourself no room to work with. Then you have the rest of the team, you know, that's like half of your payroll to 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 the the luxury tax threshold. I think is two hundred eight this year. So you're you're basically thinking about taking up half of that. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, well, Pujols Pujols comes off the books next year after twenty twenty one. Yeah. So that helps. It helps, but I mean, at that point, Trout's two years older. Cole's two years older. You know, can Trout sustain this level of play for two more years? If he if he is, then we're definitely looking at the greatest player of all time. So the Angels are currently sitting at 140 mil on the payroll. So they can they can afford to pay Cole. Yeah, they can. the only thing is you know you know the only thing is what else? What's going to be left to right. to build a team around? You know, is Otani's going to come back pitching now? If he turns out to be good, now you got Otani, Cole. If you if they got Cole, um, wow. Why do I feel like the Angels are going to get? You know, both Cole and also Bumgarner or something. Hmm. I don't know. I don't can know. do it, man. They got they got money to spend. And, you know, is Tommy LaStella going to be the same player he was in the first half of last year? I don't know. You know, Andrelton Simmons is an elite defender. Is he going to – is his back going to be as good as it's been over the last two years? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't Andre- know. I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. I mean, all right, So so what do you think – the parameters of this deal. So we're saying that there's no way a team gives him 10 years. I agree. So mm-hmm. what's the max amount of years you think he can get in a deal? Eight. I agree. Eight. So if he gets an eight-year deal and we stay at that $35 million range. Ooh, excuse me. Out of breath. Too much money. That's $280 million. So to reach 300 at eight, we're talking... A thirty-seven and a half point five million dollar per season deal. That seems that's great. That I mean, yeah, that's insane. It's, you know what it is? <laughs> it's the whole stress. The whole the Nats fucked up. The Nats fucked it up. Like at this point, Cole not only has to get a. It's either going to be way more per year or an extra year with like an extra two million per year. He needs at this point. Cole needs like he said it. He's going to go to the best available offer. And I think at this it's at this point it's more of like an maybe like an ego thing. Like he has to be the highest paid pitcher in baseball. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Yankee fans. It's you guys aren't gonna be able to match that deal. I think I don't think. If you're telling me that the Yankees spent all this time trying to get under the payroll, yeah. Just to not only go back, but jump to the third tier, whatever that means. I've been hearing it on the radio. I, honestly, I still don't I still don't know how the whole luxury tax thing works. I need to read up on it. But if you're telling me they spent all that time to get under just to go right back up, oh, and on top of that, Glaber Torres has to get paid eventually. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge, you want to keep him on the team. Gary Sanchez. But, I don't know, man. By the way, Aaron, Ju- Aaron Judge is arbitration eligible this year, and so is Gary Sanchez. Ooh. So they're both going to get... Somewhere between Ooh. six and eight million dollars this season, and then next year you're gonna have to pay them more than that. If they if they produce at this rate, you know you're talking fifteen maybe for Judge and ten for Stanton or something like that. And then the last year of arbitration, you're talking twenty, twenty five, maybe even thirty, depending on what Mookie bets uh, Mookie gets this year for Judge. So yeah, I agree with you. At the same time, 
I think the Yankees are very focused on draft picks and stuff. They don't want to lose draft picks. They're they're trying to build a farm system. They had a they had a stacked farm system. It's still decent. It's not as good as it was a couple of years ago. Um, yep. But that also means that you're not going to be loyal to your players because you're going to have to let some players walk. And I don't think that a player like Judge or or Glaber Glaber's going to be a while before he starts getting paid that that good money. Um, yeah, he, it is going to be a while before Glaber gets paid, but unless they're going to change the rules, like in the next collective bargaining agreement, they might. He is going. He is going to have to get paid within this coal, coal umbrella. Yeah. I was going to say the coal. I was going to say the coal cloud, mm. but the coal loud. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the coal cloud, but I don't know. Coal umbrella. Coal contract umbrella seems more of like a. Ter- better term in, yeah. in this case this is a this is a discussion for like an entire episode like how what should baseball do let's try to do this in, in a minute or less how should yeah. baseball in the next cba which i think expires either next year or the next or the year after that how should they handle free agency like should they move to a a salary cap as opposed to luxury tax should they do like the nba does where they have like max players mid-level players stuff like that um what do you think um i don't know what they should do but i'm starting to think like this whole luxury tax thing does really make sense i mean the the teams that aren't that big markets anyways aren't spending that much money (laughs) look at the rays man i wrote an article on the rays um a couple of weeks ago and since so I, so I just use spot rack data and they've only they only have it up to 2011 they've been like bottom five since 2011 and they've made it to the postseason five or six times they've won 90 games five or six times you don't you really don't need to spend that much money to make it to the postseason what you do well, need to spend money to do is you need to spend money to win the world series yeah it looks like it looks like the majority of the bad teams are under the league average. Yeah. Except for the Rays, Brewers, Oakland sometimes. Twins and Oakland and the Nationals who just won the World Series, but they will be over the league average next season. Mhm. So uh damn. I think I think the luxury tax works to a point. Um you know what? I think it works. I think it's just it's almost upsetting to see how much money team spend on on a game like that's upsetting when you look at it that way like there's people starving in the world you know automation oh, no, is taking over shit like that but if but if you take all of that out of the equation and just look at look at how shit works um there has to be a fair what upsets me more than how much money teams spend is how little some other teams spend because these this money from the luxury tax if the yankees go out and give cole 40 million dollars a year let's say and they go to that third tier and pay a certain whatever it is that they pay, 50 cents on the dollar or whatever, that money gets redistributed to teams that don't spend money. And what do they do with that money? Because in the past, they, they haven't spent it on their team. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, it's it's not it's like no nobody's pointing a gun to the Yankees and saying spend this money. You know, they, it is a strategy. They don't have to spend the money. But back to what you were saying about the, you know, people starving in the world. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business. We're entertained. Um, yeah. You know, I play. I pay for a Netflix subscri- subscription. Sure do. You Me know, too. I'm pretty sure they make billions of dollars off of us in that sense of entertainment. So these guys, 
in my in my opinion, kind of deserve the money because they are the entertainers. Yeah, no, I agree. In terms of the market, like the market's there. If you know, the market dictates yeah, how much money they make. Like nobody's nobody's coming here to watch me record a podcast, so I'm not gonna make millions of dollars. You know what I'm not saying? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Eventually. Um, and when I do, I'm gonna just you know walk around and and be a, a bastard about it, make fun of people, <laughs> shit like that. Um, no, I think there should be a salary floor. I think that teams should spend the minimum amount of money. Um, And then I think that we should just keep the the luxury tax because in a lot of ways it does, it does provide a disincentive for teams to, to, to want to go over a certain amount of money. Like teams like the Astros are going to be very weary about going over that luxury, luxury tax threshold because they don't, to be honest, they don't make as much money. They're not as they're not worth as much as teams like the the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Phillies and so on and so forth. So keep the luxury tax threshold, tax teams and give it to teams that don't have as much money or lower markets. But those teams need to spend that money. If they're gonna get money in the luxury tax, they have to spend it. That that's my rule. I'm thinking that if the Yankees are going to offer Cole a better contract, then they must have some insider information that the luxury tax is gonna increase again. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but and, still, and and this is the ADD podcast. Back to that, I'm gonna I'm predicting <laughs> <laughs> I'm predicting eight years, and they're gonna give Cole one more one million more per season. So that'll come out to like two almost two ninety. I don't know why I could picture Cole looking at that and saying like, "What? Like I'm only I'm only worth one more million dollar per year than Steven Strasburg." Like you're the highest paid oh, pitcher in baseball history. Think of last year. First, away with you, away with you, filth. <laughs> first, Manny Machado. I think it was Manny Machado was signed first by the San Diego Padres and became the highest paid player in baseball history. Then Nolan Arenado got that extension and became the highest paid player in baseball history. Then Mike, then Bryce Harper, and then Mike Trout. Like the, and they all topped each other by not that much money. It was like by a million or two. So, you know, at the same time, Garrett Cole has yeah. to think about, you know, I'm I, only going to start 33 to 40 games in an entire year. Like, I understand that Machado, Harper, and Arenado, you know, out, out contracted each other i don't even know what i'm trying to say but by a couple but you know within a million or two i i guess i gotta look at the numbers i that i thought Arenado got way more than not way more but his deal was way better than theirs um i understand that but cole is the best you know arguably the best pitcher in mlb and is at the right age and performed amazing in the playoffs so it's like it's not it's not the same thing. It's almost like if it's almost like Trout hitting the market, but no, nah, not that's that's a little bit too much. But still, imagine Trout had some playoff performances under his yeah. belt. You know? I'm thinking so, so that's the perfect example. Mike Trout got 426.5 million dollars over 12 years. We're thinking about giving Garrett Cole close to 300 plus for four less years of work and he's going to be getting paid basically yeah just just you know mike trout gets his aav his his annual average value is 35 under 35.5 million dollars is garrico worth on a year-to-year basis more than 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 mike trout i don't think so no but you know what it is it's it's like in a regular season i don't think a starting pitcher should ever make what a, a guy like mike trout is making 
but in the playoffs it kind of does have a lot more weight because in the playoffs they're like half they're like a third of your series kind of so in the playoffs it kind of starts making sense that these guys are paid that type of money because i think garrett cole in the playoffs is the equivalent of like a mike trout in the playoffs okay okay i guess but still you're right that's why i don't see the 300 mil thing as a realistic option well, I don't see three. I don't see three hundred mil as a realistic realistic option. But he is gonna get one. He is gonna want to get at least two mil more per year than Strasburg. The other the other problem here, and since we're talking, you know, kind of mentioned the Yankees there. For me, it's a problem. Maybe not for you. Maybe not for most of you listening. Um, Zach Wheeler's gone. Steven Strasburg's gone. There's not that many pitching options, and the Yankees need a pitcher. So I think they're in a position where they're going to have to stretch it out a little bit. And if you're willing to give them 35, then you might as well give them, you know, it's not going to be that much astronomically more. I don't even know if that made any sense than what the current offer is. So you're going to just do it, man. Suck it up. Do it. Take it up the, the ass and, you know, keep your mouth shut. Let me see. I'm, I'm predicting, <laughs> I'm predicting 37.5. Wow, I actually wrote that number down too. It's thirty-seven point five. That is, wow, thirty-seven point five times eight is exactly three hundred mil. So let me let me try thirty-seven point five times seven. Two sixty-two. Hmm. That's the deal that I think he's gonna get. Two sixty-two point five. Two sixty-two point five for seven years. Uh, Opt-out clause after four years, which is smart because the market's gonna change by that time. Again. And he's only going to be, what, 32? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Damn. That's the deal right there, guys. You heard it here first. All right. Actually, let's make that a 263. <laughs> nice, 263. Even, nice even number. <laughs> um, all right. Maybe we should wrap up baseball here. Before we wrap up baseball, uh, just want to mention Pete Freights uh, died on Monday after a long battle with ALS. You might be familiar with him because of the ice bucket challenge that everybody was doing. Um, he was the former Boston College baseball captain, and he did a lot for the fight for ALS, for Lou Gehrig's disease. So, R.I.P. Pete Brates. Mm. R.I.P. Now, before we move on to NFL talk, I want to remind you guys to rate, review, and subscribe to the Welcome to the Show podcast wherever podcasts are available we are now part of the anchor family so you can find us on anchor.fm make sure you check that out and anything else ct that i'm forgetting here maybe patreon check us out on patreon go on our website wttspod.com all that nice stuff oh the one of the pluses about being a part of the anchor family is that you can leave us voicemails through anchor and we can respond to it so you can go on our website, WTTSpod.com, and you can clip, click on our on our show page, and I'll put a link up there. If you have something you want to react to, something we said that was stupid, something you said that we said that you like, something uh, you want us to react to, drop us a voicemail. We'll, we'll react to it on the next episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> football. CT. Hmm. Football, man. The Bills lost yesterday. Shout out to the Hot Heads podcast for making me believe. Word. Yeah, check out the Hot Heads podcast. We're on the latest episode. They're also on our on our website, WTTSpod.com. Yeah. Made me believe the Bills are going to win. 
And I watched the game, CT. I haven't watched much football this year because my Giants are complete and utter trash. But I watched the Bills game, and they they looked good in the first half. I thought that they had a decent chance, and then it just got away from them. Yeah, that's, it's like I said in the Hot Heads podcast. Uh, go check that episode out. That we're only as good as Josh Allen is going to play. And yesterday, I think he didn't play that. I mean, our, our offensive line was trash, but two of the sacks that he had were because he held on to the ball too mm-hmm. long. And he keeps trying to force plays a la, you know, a la um, Brett Favre, which is like, you know, cut the shit out. You're going to cost us some games. Seriously. But our defense was, was amazing. Played amazing yesterday. Oh, man. Yeah. They made some really good stops. Um, yeah. we. I think Lamar Jackson, I don't, he couldn't have had that many passing yards. They run the ball a lot. Yeah, they did. Um, and Singletary, <sighs> you know. He's 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 a beast, man. They need to use him more. I have a feeling that the Bills are going to miss out on the playoffs, and it's going to all come down to that fucking Cleveland game, man. How could they miss out on the playoffs? Because the division is, you know, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Pats are going to make the postseason probably, although they haven't clinched. How could they miss the postseason? How is that possible? I, I'm thinking they're a shoe-in for a wild card. No, because here's the thing. We play, we play the Steelers next week, who is actually behind us in the wild card. So if they beat us, we're tied for the same record. Okay. Uh, Houston, Texas, the Texans and the and the Titans are also 8-5. and five. So if they win next week, we all have the same record. Okay. Um, we don't have to worry about the Chiefs because they, they got their – okay, I'm looking at something completely different. Do, do, you, oh, yeah. wow. do you believe in the Steelers, though? I mean – I didn't, but they're they're winning games, you know. Yeah. Their defense is good, apparently. Yeah. My sources tell me three wins in a row. Mike Tomlin is, you know, fighting for his job, and he's he might win Coach of the Year. I don't know if they have that in football, but he should because he's this team is super overachieving. The problem is, is that we had to play the Ravens. We lost. We the Steelers game is a toss up because they're a good. I think they're a good team. Mm. And then we have to play New England and Foxborough. Mm. I mean. That can easily just derail us, you know. But I'm all right, man. I don't. Want, I don't want. To, I don't want to dwell too much on the on the Bills. It's gonna be okay. Yesterday man. was enough. It's gonna be okay. Representing for New York. <laughs> um, and then the Pats got booed off the field yesterday after losing again. They're ten and three now. We talked a little bit about this before uh, before the show started, and I'm kind of at a loss for all of this after Same. everything that the Pats have been have done. For two decades now, for twenty years, six championships, eight appearances. Um, I think that's what they have. I think it's six and ten, six and, and eight. Well, no, six, six and, and nine eight. because they lost to the Giants twice and the Eagles. Um, mm. They've pretty much made it to the post to the Super Bowl in half of Brady's years, which is insane. Um, and they're not that bad. They're ten and three. You know what I'm saying? Like they were talking about the season being over. And they were ten and two last week. They're talking about Brady's career being over and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking first, about? That was their first loss at home, and and not that Brady's career is on the decline. I, I think it's on the decline, but they have nobody. I mean, he's a, you know, isn't he like catch four, the ball? Isn't he like forty two years? Of course, it's on the decline, but he's still a good quarterback. Yeah. Who does he have? Yeah. Who, he has nobody to throw the ball to. I mean, yeah, and you know what? First of all, why are you guys boom? Like, I I can't. Booing is such a cowardly thing to do mm-hmm. because how do you how do you combat a boo? As a fan that doesn't like to boo, how can I like what am I gonna start doing? Like clap? Yeah. They they were they they did lose yesterday, so 
you know, they, it makes more sense to boo than clap. But how do you combat a fan who's booing or any fans, like a group of fans that are booing? You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Kind of just have to sit there and, and let them ruin the day. Yeah. It doesn't make any um, sense. It's, it, it reminds me of I always I always turn shit about the Yankees. So I'm going to I'm going to turn this about the Yankees again. It reminds me of when they, when Yankees fans were booing Mariano Rivera after a blown save. They booed Derek Jeter after he went like 0-24. And, and it's like, fuck, man. These people delivered you five world championships and like seven World Series appearances. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if the Pats make it to the postseason and win the Super Bowl again? Like, aren't you going to feel like a complete fucking asshole sitting in the stands knowing that you had yeah. booed the same team? You know, having to applaud them now, like it reminds me of uh, you remember Major League, the the is it Major League, the the guys in center field, uh, wow yeah, thing, yeah. you make my butt sting and all this shit, and like the next day yeah. he's fucking he's fired, so he turns his fat around his hat around and he he becomes his biggest fan again. Like I can't stand that shit. Just support your team. You've been good so, for twenty years. Shut the fuck up. What do you think is worse, the Patriots getting booed after their dynasty that they're still in, mm-hmm. or? Yankee fans booing Mariano and or Jeter. So I'm a team guy. Mariano and and, and Jeter are are individuals. So neither is acceptable. But I think booing the Pats when you're ten and three, and you're playoff bound, and you you have six world six uh Super Bowl championships in your pocket, is pretty pathetic in my opinion. In a way, I mean, I, I think both are extremely pathetic. I think if you're a Pats fan or a Yankees fan, I think you really need to question your, your fan base and really, really look in the mirror and be yeah. like, you know, how, you know, am I a piece of shit is what, <laughs> I think you, is what I think you have to ask yourself if you're either a Pats fan or a Yankees fan. That's a good point. But, That's a good point that you said that, that you have to question your fandom. I think that people that boo in these situations aren't real fans. They're frauds. Yeah. And... Is it worse that a whole team had to endure booing or that, you know, innocent Mo Mo Rivera got, you know, his own booze and that Jeter? How do you boo Mariano Rivera? Exactly. That's why I kind of feel like, you know, I know that I think when he got booed, I I don't even think the the Yankees might have made the playoffs that year, but it was already after, you know, they were the Yankees, the dynasty and stuff like that. So I get it. But. It's like one person. It's Mariano Rivera. <laughs> yeah. I somehow think that that's worse than booing the Pats and Mar- as a team. Mariano Rivera is like the nicest guy in the world. Like Exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Jeter deserved it. Yeah. I, you know, he's like the face of the no, franchise. He kind of represents the Yankees. He only reason I'm saying Jeter deserves it is because he didn't want to move from shortstop when A-Rod came on the team. Like, True. he didn't want to move down in the lineup when he was doing ass. Fuck that future Hall of Famer. Egos, man. Egos. Ooh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned before the show that the Pats are being investigated for spying on the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the Kansas City Royals. No. God damn. Baseball's on the brain. Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. What's wrong with me? Um, wait a minute. The Pats, and, the Pats were spying on the Bengals? They... Was it the Bengals? Or the Chiefs? I think it was the Bengals. This is the Welcome to the Show podcast, guys. We don't, you know, we don't prep. fact check. We don't fact check. We don't prep. We don't none of that shit. You get what you get. Here we go. Here <laughs> we go. Report. <clears throat> According to Bleach Report, NFL investigating if Patriots employee taped Bengals's Bengals play calls. Damn, man. Seriously, uh Belichick has no no self-respect, man. Just going to throw that out there. Uh yeah. The Bengals. He, uh, 
he's already said that he had nothing to do with this. Sure. So yeah. he also he also had nothing to do with uh with signing and keeping a a, a murderer. According to ESPN's <laughs> <laughs> according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, of course, the only guy that works at ESPN. Yeah, for real. The the team's advanced scout was being filmed for a quote do your job end quote video feature and it was cleared by the browns prior to the game the bengals alerted the nfl after seeing the new england film crew so i think this was something oh this was a browns versus bengals Mm, uh, game i see and it looks like he was allowed to film uh by the by the browns he was allowed to film. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. All right, guys. I don't. I don't want to read this whole article, but I don't know. It's 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 another day, another Patriots scandal again. If you're a Patriots fan, just really question. You know what? What could you do to, um, you know, repay the world for all the wrongdoings of the Patriots? If you're a Patriots fan or a Yankees fan, you really got to question yourself. Is what I'm. Is what I'm thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, also a part of the Welcome to the Show podcast is that we may jump in and out of other sports mid talk so i'm gonna jump back into baseball really quick just because i saw this tweet by ken rosenthal about strasburg's deal this is fucking crazy so on top of seven years 245 his deal also includes a full no trade i said that already plus Mm -hmm. incentives these are the incentives he gets 500k if he wins the mvp award another 250 if he wins a second mvp award (laughs) jesus christ another 150 if he wins a third mvp award another 100 if he wins a fourth and 75k if he wins a fifth uh the same breakdown for cy young so first 500 then 250 150 175 um he gets 250,000 uh $250,000 bonus if he wins a world series mvp he gets $100,000 if he is selected to the all-star game $100,000 for a gold glove award and $100,000 for a silver slugger award. So I'm not going to do the math right now, but this $245 million deal could be more like $250 million if he does all of this. Damn. Back to you. Um. Yeah, that cold deal is going to be insane is all I'm saying. Word. Can pitchers win silver sluggers? They- yeah. Okay. I knew that. Actually, I don't know. Actually, I you know. Once again, I said yeah, not knowing for sure, but I'm I'm assuming they can. I mean, they they hit in the National League, so somebody's got to get it. All right, let's go back to football. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Football. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. wants out of Cleveland allegedly. Back to you. Oh man, shocker there, man, shocker. <laughs> I didn't see this coming at all. Right. I just think it's funny, like. Everyone was like, he even he was like, yeah, they sent me over here to die. They thought I was gonna this this and that. You're feeding into it, and I wanted to say before, I'm gonna I'm gonna be all over the place here, but you know, it's one thing that you want out of Cleveland, but if you're now reports are coming out. I don't know if this is true, but he apparently told other players on other teams, you know, come get me. Like that's the shit that you don't do. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a professional athlete. You're respons- at this point in your career, you're responsible for where you're at. Like you signed that mega deal with the Giants and then you wanted to get traded. They didn't have to send you somewhere, you know, glorious like Miami or or California. So you got what you deserve, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And you don't you know, you don't start going behind doors, you know, doing this and that. I think NFL players and NBA players have too much control over the narrative. Mm-hmm. 
You feel me? I'm with you, man. I just think this is bound to happen. And, and to be honest with you, I thought the Browns were going to be a lot better than they turned out to be. Yeah. Um, I was wrong. Uh, Baker Mayfield sucks. He's fat. I'm fat too, so don't get offended. Um, they're just not as good. And, and when you're not as good, Odell's going to complain. So he's complaining. And I'm now I'm wondering if he kind of wishes that the Giants had just kept him because if they're a decent team moving forward, if Daniel Jones can turn out to be a decent quarterback – um, and they start winning games because they do have Saquon Barkley. I feel like the Giants are a player or two away from being a, com- a competitive team, especially in that fucking division. Uh, I'm wondering if he wishes he had kept his mouth shut in New York. I think so because as as bad as you as bad as the team is in New York, you'd I think you'd rather be in New York. Yeah. Um, and he's not having a bad season. No, they won yesterday. I think he's hurt. I think he's banged up. Yeah, he's not having a bad season. He's not having an elite season either. That's the other thing. Odell's always banged up. So like, just shut the fuck yeah. up, man. Like, just exactly, stay healthy, man. And play. Just stay healthy and play. Bro. Exactly, exactly. Like you're, you know, you really shouldn't be dictating where you get to go. No, bitch. <laughs> I'm happy you're failed in Cleveland. It's safe fuck. to say that when the when the Welcome to the Show podcast takes off, and uh, you know. Athletes are going to want to come on here. They're going to be like, hey, guys, can we come in? And we're going to be like, nah, man, we got somebody else. Beckham's not going to be one of those guys. Man, I hope Beckham gets on our show one day so I can tell him to his face. I'm like, yo, why do you bitch, why do you bitch so much? <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I love you, man. I'll be like, hey, you're a cool guy, man. Like, you know, get, get me into the VIP section with all these girls that you're always partying with. But why do you, at the same time, why do you bitch so much, man? Why? Yeah, truth. Um, all right. I think that's all I got for football, man. You want to move on to basketball? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Before we move on to basketball, another reminder, guys. Make sure you check out the Hard Knocks. That sucked. The Hard Knicks Life podcast. You can do that by visiting WTTSpod.com forward slash category forward slash Hard Knicks Life. Just kidding. Just go to WTTSpod.com. They'll be on on uh, on the side. And they have their own tab. They have their own tab too. So check that out. <clears throat> You'll get basketball news as well as a f- couple of guys that you can sit with and really sit in your misery as a Knicks fan, just like I do. That's why I listen to them. I need I need somebody that feels the way I do. Except that I mm-hmm. think that I'm on another level, which is something I wanted to ask you, CT. I'm seriously considering, for the first time in my life, uh, I don't even know if I can say it, man. I'm seriously considering leaving a team, saying fuck you to the Knicks, and just rooting for another team altogether. Who would you root for? I mean, I, I moved to Pennsylvania, um, so fuck it. Maybe I'll pick a PA team now. Maybe maybe a six. Maybe the Sixers. Ooh, all right. They're not bad, but I feel like no. I feel like I'm being got, a fraud, got- man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, I remember thinking to myself years ago, saying to myself, like, how does a team like the Knicks ever come up, you know, come out of this? And I feel like in every other sport, even as much as we ripped the Jets, the Jets at least had going into this season, the Jets at least had like, you know, hope. Yeah. Sam Darnold after another I know we're back on football guys. I know. Told you. But I'm just using the Jets as an example because the Jets 
as an embarrassing organization that, that they are uh we're like the Knicks kind maybe not the Knicks are probably the worst thing I've ever seen <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but the but, but let's just you know use the Justice as an example they went into this season with hope you can kind of say that the Knicks went into the offseason last year with hope because they had all that cap space and, you know, there was a chance that they can get the first overall pick. But here we are. It's the same shit as always. They suck. And I don't know how they even with the next three years, first round picks, I don't know how they get out of this. It just seems like the organization itself is is a mess. My God, man. I'm Yeah, I don't even. I'm even thinking like even had they gotten the first round pick. The reports are today that Zion may not even make his debut until 2020. So even that would have been a fucking disaster. And yeah. and the roster that they build with the money that they had that they cleared for Kevin Durant and uh, and Kyrie Irving, they went out and got several decent players, but somehow they're worse than they were before. I'm like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm ready to say that the Knicks are are the embarrassment of New York. For me, it's typically the Mets and the Jets. The Knicks are by far worse than they are. Yeah, man, that's upsetting. It's very upsetting, man. I, I'm honestly, I feel like going in in the closet and and crying a little bit right now, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not when's, gonna the, when's the last time you watched Knicks basketball? Like, that you were into it as a fan? I used to. I mean, very recently, I would say two, three years ago, I would watch most games, even though they they weren't that good. When Jeremy Lin had his, that was maybe that was like five years ago, five plus years ago. Jeremy Lin, David Lee, all these guys. There was there was a time there where they had a crop of young players that were exciting to watch. The building was on fire. Fans were excited. Then they traded a lot of these guys for Carmelo Anthony, and that mm-hmm. kind of didn't work out so well for us. Even though Carmelo's looking pretty good this year, I'm not gonna lie. Um, with Portland, um, and yeah, it, it's been. I'm gonna say it's been since since the '90s was the last time that I remember a team that that you believed in in New York for the Knicks the 90s 1999 with that Allen Houston finals team that lost to the Spurs so even after the 90s when the Knicks weren't you know getting to the playoffs anymore or I don't know what their history was after the 90s but even after then did you ever think it'd get to this point hell no some- man hell no I thought that by mm. now that this shit would be corrected but this it's been Two decades of fucking chaos in this organization. From Isaiah Thomas to Steve Mills, James Dolan, all these guys are a fucking disaster. You could the, the greatest head coach in basketball history, arguably, arguably, a former Nick in in um in Jackson couldn't fix this mess. And we're worse off now. We traded Kristaps Porzingis, we were celebrating that. And look how that turned out. Didn't didn't do much for us, you know. We might as well have kept have kept him at this point. Look at him; yep. he's a fucking he's a he's a god. Look at his fucking body, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's about to like fight Rocky in Rocky Three. Yo, it's it's embarrassing. Rocky man. Four, Rocky Four, Rocky Three. I don't know. one of those know. three, three. Damn, man, it's embarrassing. Let it out, man. Just let it out. I'm embarrassed. I feel like I go on Nick's rants on every every episode we record now, and. Kind of tired of it, man. And and I don't want to go. Yeah. To, I don't want to become a Sixers fan because I don't, you know, because they're good. So people are gonna say, "Oh, you're just you're just following them because they're a really good team." It, it's it really it's because Pennsylvania. Hey, Manny, I can't hear you anymore. I think you unplugged your mic. Hello. 
Yep, there you are. Whoops. Um, so why don't you just you know since the NBA is about star 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 power anyways, why don't you just become like a LeBron fan? Or well, like, I am you know, a LeBron the, fan. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that I follow LeBron, I follow the Lakers, but I'm not really a fan of the Lakers. Um. But, yep. I, but I follow LeBron. I mean, I think, you know, I root for LeBron because people shit on him a lot. He is kind of annoying, but I still think he's the greatest of all time, my opinion. <laughs> Sue me. Sue me. Yeah, he he does get kind of annoying. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Quick question, CT. You're not a big NBA fan, but I'm going to ask you this anyway. Harden. James Harden. Jimmy Harden, as we call him in the in the pod. Um, Is he? Overrated. Wow. Oof. Yeah, fuck him. Never mind. Not even gonna ask. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow, I'm kind <laughs> of surprised. <laughs> nah, not overrated. I mean, but isn't he gonna isn't he gonna be one of the best scorers to not win a championship well, ever? That was kind of well. The championship part wasn't gonna be my question. My question was gonna be about his ability to score. I, I think he's the best scorer since since Michael Jordan. Yeah, he's a great scorer. Yeah, obviously, like I can't deny he's averaging wow, he's averaging thirty eight point five points. That's fucking yeah. like that's like Wilt Chamberlain type shit. That's like insane. You see, he is a great scorer, but I think Kevin Durant is a better scorer. Really? Well, not now because he's you know torn Achilles or, or whatever he's he's got going on over there. A more, but I think I don't I don't know though. I I think I think Harden is more efficient and because he's an he isn't I maybe he's not. So much of an ISO player like uh like like uh like Melo was for a while like AI like Kobe players like that but um but he's he's fucking good like he he scores at will like there there's not many shots being missed with James Harden um I know he misses a lot of threes mm-hmm. so he's not a good he's not a great three point shooter but he can chuck up the three and make it I think he takes a lot of attempts and he gets a lot of free throws too. So again, yeah, he get the points by any means necessary. He's gonna put up the points, but I think Kevin Durant is the league's best scorer. Well, him and like Curry, I think Curry's a better scorer than than Harden. Mm-hmm. So I get you know Harden, cool, like he puts up all these stats and everything, but I do think he takes a lot of attempts. And I don't know how to read these. I I, I must really not watch basketball because I'm not understanding any of these. Is it is two pa two point attempts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's. T- <laughs> For somebody that doesn't make a lot of threes, he takes a lot of threes. Okay. 14, 14 three point attempts, and he's not he's not even shooting. He's shooting thirty four percent. Well, also consider, and you know, I don't follow the Rockets as much. So is is Mike D'Antoni still their coach? Yeah. Okay. So Mike D'Antoni is the creator of that. I think it's like three seconds or less. Like you get the ball, you shoot it. Like that's his. We're gonna outshoot you, and we're gonna outscore you. That's his thing. So. Hmm. Harden's gonna take a lot of shots in that system for sure, but what what I'm what I'm trying to say is Melo played under under Dan Tony too, and he wasn't as efficient as James Harden. He never put put up these kinds of numbers, and Melo was yeah, but- being discussed as at a point as like equivalent to so or not equivalent, maybe like LeBron B, and he definitely isn't. We know that now, but Harden's like to play in this kind of system, this fast pace, shoot it, shoot it, keep scoring, keep scoring, pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. I, well, Melo wasn't a great three-point shooter either, but what I'm saying is is that his three-point percentage, to me, is not good. Okay. Yeah, he takes 14 threes a game, and he has almost 13 free throws. No, almost 15 free throw attempts a game, and yeah. I think that's a lot. Especially this and, season, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think he's 
an elite scorer, and I think he's great. Slightly overrated, in my opinion, just a little bit. Okay. And also, he's not going to win a championship, especially with Russell Westbrook. Okay. Like, someone like LeBron has averaged 30 points a season twice, and Harden's well, done it three years in a row. <clears throat> what are LeBron's What are LeBron's free throw attempts this year? Free throw this year, he has... Or his career, his career, like, you know, throughout his career, like, what are they? Free throw attempts, eight a game. That seems kind of so, low. And, and we're talking about a guy that drives. His main thing was driving all those years or whatever, right? Uh, I think Harden knows how to manipulate the refs, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, almost almost 15 free throw attempts compared to LeBron's eight? Yeah. Well, yeah. How many three points? How many three pointers does LeBron take? What's this, his three point percentage? By this, yeah, LeBron's is similar to to Harden. His his career three three point percentage is three forty four. But what's his attempts like? His attempts, he chucks up four a game for his career. Um, see, man, I think Harden is just a gunslinger. You know, I think he's good, but I think if I had to choose a scorer based off last year, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah. And then Steph Curry, maybe. And some, for me. Someone like, Le- me. someone like LeBron. Le- LeBron. LeBron isn't a good comp because he also distributes the ball a lot more. He goes for rebounds a lot more. He's a triple-double. He's a walking triple-double. Um, yeah. I mean, for his career, he has he averages 27 points a game. Where are your rebounds at? Total rebounds, seven rebounds a game. Where are my assists? 7.3 assists a game. I mean, that's that's he's fucking – he's elite. Elite. Greatest player of all time. Star that shit. You got a problem. Come meet me in PA. Greatest what? Greatest player of all time. Is that what I said? Look at this. James Harden currently leads in free throws attempts by 14.6. Next is Giannis Antetokounmpo with 10.7. I can't even say that name. (laughs) Uh, 10.7. Then Jimmy Butler, 9.3. Luka Doncic. 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 9.3, 9.3, then it's like everybody's 9, 8. So we're talking about 14, almost 15, next 10, next 9, and so on. Hmm. So I don't know, man. I used to see, I see a lot of comments on IG and Twitter about James Harden and the free throws and stuff, and I didn't believe it until now, I guess. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at the numbers, but I don't know, man. Seeing the numbers are pretty, it's pretty surprising. I agree. Yeah. All right, man. That's all I got. That's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. You got anything else, CT? Ah, nah, man. I hope this cold. I hope cold doesn't sign tomorrow and just completely blows up our our last hour that we recorded. Yeah, well, they're saying that Cole's They're they're thinking that it's gonna happen this week for sure during the winter meetings. This off season, this is what base, the baseball off season should look like. Last year was a crock of shit. Craig Kimbrell being signed in the middle of the season and Dallas Keuchel and guys like. Uh, Machado and Harper and all those guys being signed after the new year was bullshit. This is what happens. And it's 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 in the winter meetings when the action gets really fucking crazy. And it looks like that's what's going to happen. So And it's and it and it can still be crappy in terms of like after Cole like, you know, what about all these other players? There's yeah. still a lot of guys out out there like Donald's only got a one-year deal last year. He's still out there. Mm-hmm. You don't you know? hear his name so much either. Nah. Um yeah, so I have a feeling you and I are going to be on this mic again sometime very soon. Oh, oh, for sure. You know, so look out for that. If you haven't done so already, go to WTTSpod.com. There's going to be a pop-up 
It's going to ask you for your email. That's so that you can receive our newsletter, which we publish Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's four a week. And in those newsletters, we give you all the latest news and sports and pop culture. Uh, for tomorrow, we're going to talk about the Golden Globe Award nominees. The trailer for Ghostbusters came out. Looks pretty fucking good. Uh, what's the other trailer that came out? Um, Wonder Woman 1984 came out and stuff like that. So check that out. And that's all I got. Nice, nice. Uh, peace out. Peace. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> peace. peace.